0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This
1: is the Chris Salcedo Show.
0: Tom Fenton joining me now. He's the president of Judicial Watch. Founded in 1994, Judicial Watch Incorporated is a constitutionally conservative, nonpartisan educational foundation that promotes transparency, accountability, and integrity in government, politics, and the law. Oh, so needed these days. Uh, Judicial Watch is perhaps the most active freedom of information request or and litigator operating today. Tom, welcome back to the Chris Salcedo Show.
1: Uh, Chris, good to be with you again. Thank you.
0: Uh, First off, uh, before we get to one of the big reasons I wanted to bring you on, I wanted to get your overall impression of this Supreme Court ruling that was handed down yesterday, basically allowing the Trump administration to go ahead with their temporary travel ban. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, it's a pretty darn good decision in the sense that it reaffirmed uh, the rule of law and the president's ability under the law uh, to uh, protect the safety of Americans uh, by keeping certain categories of aliens uh, away from the country uh, you know there's a, there's a loophole there where the individuals uh, who supposedly have a bona fide relationship to the United States are exempt. From the ban that which has been reinstated at least for now by the court so that's going to have to be fought over uh, but it certainly augurs well for the president to take some additional steps uh, to make sure uh, terrorists uh, from countries that are completely out of control uh aren't ever, aren't able to enter the united states
0: you know i i was struck by the complete abandonment of the rule of law by those who have a political agenda who really have a personal animus toward this president. In particular I'm referring to these lower court judges who neglected the law, neglected the actual text of the of the temporary ban, the order, the executive order and instead looked at Tweets and instead looked at campaign rhetoric to make their decision. It seems they relied on everything but the law and the facts of the executive order, and I don't understand on what basis they are able to do this.
1: Well, what was interesting is you had all these lower court decisions, especially in the Ninth Circuit, uh, basically mock the president uh, and make a mockery, as you point out, of the constitutional separation of powers, but not one justice bought into uh, that. And, uh, you know, on the on the rulings below that prevented the president essentially from doing anything, all the justices reversed. So, um, you know, a nine, of, nine to nothing victory for the president on this key issue is substantial, not only for him, obviously, uh, but it's a significant blow to the anti-Trumpers on the courts, the wannabe politicians in the judiciary, uh, that if they are really want to be politicians, they shouldn't be in the judiciary at all.
0: <laughs> That's true. Tom Fitton, our guest right now of Judicial Watch, folks. He is the founder of Judicial Watch back in 1994. Now, you guys broke some news. This was—we uh, talked about it when it came out, but it, it just took us this long to get you on to talk about it. This was a, a couple of days ago, where it seems that the former administration, uh, w- which we were told, Tom, you remember, and at nauseam, we were told by those in the in the biased press and those in the administration that they were the most transparent administration in American history which many of those of us who knew better would would often chuckle at but there is there is documentation that the the Obama administration has that could shed light on the improper and perhaps illegal unmasking of of individuals inside of the Trump campaign for political purposes and those documents will not be seen by you or I. Explain to the folks how this came to be.
1: Well, it's interesting. We asked the National Security Council under the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, for records about Susan Rice's unmasking. We've all heard about that. The Russia collusion issue, the DNC hack. And uh, the National Security Council provides support to the president at the White House for national security, as you know. Uh, we got an interesting letter in response saying, well, those are Obama presidential records that have been sent to the Obama Presidential Library, and the letter said, here's the address of the library, and they gave us the phone number and the email address. Well, you know, what happens is after the White House, after the administration leaves office, the White House the records for that administration are archived with the archivists in the presidential library, and typically they're not available to the public until at least five years after the president leaves office. And uh, but in the meantime, you know we've highlighted where they are. Uh, we're thinking of other ways to get them. But the president can get the records. Congress can get the records. Um, anyone with a subpoena, an appropriate subpoena, can get the records. So in the least, we now know where there's a good grunt, where the records are. And I wonder when those records were moved and whether anyone in the Trump White House was told about it as it was taking place. Because you know I would presume that people in the Trump White House would have wanted to keep certain records. Especially given the ongoing uh, issues with, uh, you know, the whole Russia scandal and, this, and the collusion allegations.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, and you know, I'm reminded of the last democrat administration uh, a guy that has been not so affectionately referred to as sandy burglar who is sadly no longer with us he has passed away but here's a guy that broke in and stole documentation from uh from the federal government that would have possibly cast a negative light on the clinton's administration's handling of terrorism and and it is alleged that he broke in stole that document and just it just Took it away and it just spirited it away, and nobody knows where that document went. He took it out in his pants, if memory serves. So it seems to me. Well, and you tell me, is this action taken by the Obama Presidential Library unusual for them to spirit away all of these documents out of the archives and in, immediately into the Presidential Library? It
1: depends on the timing. It depends on whether uh, the records were. Uh, appropriately handled, you know. One of the issues is that under the Presidential Records Act, when a president leaves office, they think they can designate records as presidential records, and meaning the other records they designate as personal. All I can know what President Obama took with him outside the White House, you know, after he left, and uh, you know, those are the sorts of questions we'll be asking and following up.
0: Right, and uh, do you anticipate members of Congress or the administration to actually subpoena some of these? Uh, subpoena some of these records that are in the possession now of the Obama Presidential Library?
1: Uh, if they're smart, they will. Uh, I don't even know if they need a subpoena. Uh, they can just get them
0: and ask for them.
1: Uh, yeah. But uh, they should do what they need to do to secure, review, and disclose where appropriate the records.
0: Last question I have for you. What do you think those records might reveal? Do you think that they might show improper uh, uh, behavior by the Trump administ- uh, by the Obama administration, rather, to surveil Trump campaign officials for politics' sake.
1: Well, the descriptions of the behavior and what we know publicly about the behavior, uh, we already know it's improper enough, and the question is, uh, what the records will show that will confirm that.
0: God bless you guys, Uh, Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch. You guys are on the front lines every single day, trying to bring some accountability, previous administration and yes, to the current administration as well. Uh, Where can folks go if they want to to support the good work you guys do at Judicial Watch?
1: Uh, They can go to our website, obviously at judicialwatch.org, judicialwatch.org. Of course, we're on Facebook and Twitter and all the social media platforms. But you know, they can look at the documents we've been talking about. Plus, they can um, uh, support our great work.
0: Yeah, well, Tom, uh, look, uh, the, the the more you guys uncover, and if you guys want to get the get the word out, especially the folks here in Texas and uh, across uh, the Blaze, the Salcedo Show has three platforms that we broadcast on. Please call us up. We'll, we we love the work you guys do, and we'll support it as best we can. Thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you, Chris.